0: Thank you for joining us again at another episode of Pursuit of Purpose. I'm Robbie, and this is I'm Chuck, and today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, she is, well, I'm gonna let her tell everybody a little bit about herself. Go ahead.
1: I'm Miriam, and I'm a foreign exchange student from Italy, which basically means that I'm here to study for a year.
0: <laughs> here to study for a year. So you said you're Miriam. What's your last name, Miriam? Zironi? Zeroni. All right, and how old are you? I'm 17. 17 years old. How long did it take you to prepare to become a foreign exchange student?
1: Um, I think I made this decision a year before coming here because it's a long process.
0: So you say it's a long process. How did it begin?
1: Um, I just went to my dad and I go like, I want to go study abroad for a year. (laughs) So then we kind of started watching different agencies because it's kind of complicated. You have to pick the right one. And after that, they're just going to start you on your documentation.
2: Okay. All right. So what were you looking for in an agency? You said you had to pick the right one.
1: Well, some people like look for great deals money-wise and stuff like that. I was kind of just looking for somebody that would help me read all the documentation because I'm not that good at it. So I wanted them to Mm -hmm. kind of guide me through it.
0: Okay. Very good. Do you have any siblings back home?
1: Oh, yeah. I have a sister. She's 15.
0: Ah, so y'all are not that far apart in age. Yeah, no, exactly two years. So, did she? Does she also want to do this now that you've done it?
1: Well, she's thinking about it, but she's not such a great student.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, since you you brought up your your dad a little bit, mm-hmm. what was it like growing up with in your in your house? What was the what was your house like?
1: Well, uh, my dad. His friends always joke around about this and they call him my mom because when I was a kid, my mom had to go to school, like to work really early. So my dad was the one doing my hair and getting me ready for school and picking out my clothes, and he's still the one who like cooks and stuff like that. There's
2: nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, Earl, you did mention your name. I'm sure folks kind of picked up, you know, that what what country you could be from. But I don't believe we we still no we did work. not where, where are you from? Like I'm the Brazilian. city? Okay.
1: I'm from Milan.
2: Milan. Okay. <laughs> All right. So culturally, is that is that kind of normal for your dad to play those roles and among the other dads or is that a little bit unique to your dad
1: like here like okay. it's not that common but people do it okay yeah Yeah.
2: well he stepped in look at him
1: yeah, yeah. and good. my mom was the one who was home whenever i went back home okay she was the one who would take me to my sports and everything so that was the yeah.
0: good because yeah. so how old were you when you started going to school in milan like well, kindergarten is it the I same there as it is here
1: like a three I think it's pretty much the same. We just have primary and intermediate that are like we just do five years of elementary. We don't divide them in two and three. And then high school, which is five years instead of four.
0: Okay. Okay. So what grade do you graduate at? What's the
1: Okay, so
0: in Milan?
1: You would basically it's like here, only you wait a an extra year. So you would be like eighteen.
0: Okay, so it would be You're like
1: still 18 when they graduate here, so
0: like 13th grade. <laughs> Do yes. you call it that?
1: Well, no, we actually call it like whenever you go to high school, we call it the first, the second, the third. Grade. Ah, okay. Pretty easy.
2: Okay, so our average age of finish in uh, the U.S. is around 18 to 19. Is about the same there. Okay, it's
1: about the same. It's just a-
2: okay. And, and uh, culturally, as far as since we're kind of talking about school, uh, a lot of kids in America reach that graduation age and they aspire to do something extraordinary, like either it's college or tech school or something like that. Typically, what would be next for a graduating student in Italy?
1: It actually depends because we have three different kinds of high school. There's one that only prepares you for work. Okay. So you just if you go there it's preparing you for a specific type of work and it just assumes that you're not gonna go to university.
0: So like a vocational school, like a trade school. Very good.
1: Okay. There is a school that's kind of like half and half. It's gonna give you some work experience and some study experience. So after that, you can either go to work or choose a university. And then there's my school where you basically just study and you're gonna go to university after that.
2: Yeah, so it's more academic, you, know just, you yeah. know, just language arts and math and all that kind of stuff. Okay, do you have a specific interest?
1: Um, uh, I was thinking about medicine, but I don't know yet. Okay. All
0: right. Well, you have time. That's good. All right. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that your mom was
1: going to school in your early life. What do your parents do? What are their professions? My mom was not going to school. i got just that mixed up. But yeah, she's a nurse. Okay. She yeah. wanted to be, actually, she wanted to be a designer before that. But then she decided that having kids was more important to her. So she gave that up to be a nurse. And my dad wanted to be a math teacher. Then he realized university, not so good. So he just decided to start working and making more money for us to live better. So what does your dad do now? He works for an energy company. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And
0: your mom did become a nurse? Yeah. Yeah? She still is. And does that, is that what kind of inspires you to want to be in medicine? Is that your mom's a nurse?
1: Probably. Probably. I I just never analyzed it that much. I just had this interest then. Well, that's
2: okay. There's no reason to analyze it too, too much. It's fairly common in uh, the States to have uh, dual income, like both parents work. Is that pretty common in Italy?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'd say so. Good. Some people give up work, but pretty much everybody I know works.
0: Right. Right. That's good. So if someone else, if another student about your age that you met here asked you, about going back there to become a foreign exchange student. Would you say that that was a good idea? No. To go to Milan from here?
1: Um, Last year, I had a friend that was in one of my classrooms. She was an exchange student from Estonia, but she was so confused because she did not know anything about Italian. And it took her really, really long to learn the language, and she couldn't just fit in, so... In my head, I think you should yeah. know a little bit about the language before you go and do this exchange. It's
0: probably a good idea. Yes. Because yeah. it's, like, very hard. And it's it's not as easy to learn Italian here in the States. It's not as common of a language taught in, in high school. Uh, like, you know, we teach Spanish, and even I've heard German and French a few times, but not so much yes. Italian.
1: Because it's too complicated.
2: Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, the What we've had... Uh, other guests who have come from other countries, and they did speak about uh, it, these language opportunities in their school, and they were in uh, one of the, the former Soviet states. But English was one of their options. Is that something that happens in Italy? Are there other languages are kind of kind of woven in? Okay, English maybe being one of them.
1: Uh, you're kind of required to have English. Okay, that doesn't mean anything because it's seriously such a low level that like i speak in english to some of my friends and they don't even understand what i'm saying Mm. so it's really low level but you are required to take english right and then around middle school you get to choose which language to study it's either french spanish sometimes german okay Yeah.
2: And English is still there also?
1: Yeah, English is required.
2: So in addition to English, obviously, Italian being your native tongue, what was your other language?
1: Um, French. French, okay. I took French in middle school, and I'm taking Spanish now.
2: Okay, (laughs) wow. So you will have at least some level of four languages. That's right. Oh, wow, look at you. That's awesome. Good for you. Do you speak French now?
1: I don't speak it that normally because I kind of gave that up after school. But if people still speak to me in French, I still...
0: You can kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So going back to Milan and and comparing what you've learned about American kids your age, Mm -hmm. what are they like there versus here? Like, is it is the mentality the same? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, I think the biggest difference is that every American kid has a job. We don't get to do that. Like, I wanted a job, my dad looked at me and he was like, yeah, no, you gotta study. I want you to have a good job when you grow up, so I don't want you to be distracted from your studies right now. Because school for us, it's way harder and doesn't leave much space for anything else. While here, school is a little easier on you and you get to have a job and more independence. And also, we don't drive until we're 18, so wow that's a big difference yeah yeah that makes people like less independent but we do have the subway in milan so not a problem for me just for other kids in italy
0: so you don't drive until you're 18 yeah and you can't have a job what sort of freedom do you have as a teenager in milan
1: can have a job, but it, it's really hard to keep up with school yeah. when you have a job. Like, I would say it's probably almost impossible. All of my friends who got a job, they gave up on school. Wow. Mm. Yeah, there's not an option. <laughs> so what about, like,
0: if you want to go to parties or dance? or things like that happen there? Uh...
1: We don't have dances like here. Okay. But our legal drinking age is 18. And even if you drink before that, it's not illegal. It's just illegal to buy alcohol or for people to sell it to a minor. So if I were to drink at like 16, nobody could tell me anything.
0: It's a pretty big difference from there to here. Yeah. So do you think that changes the way people think and behave?
1: I would say so because like here it's pretty common to find somebody who like doesn't drink much. In Italy, it's really hard to find a kid that hasn't at least been drunk once in their life. (laughs) It's really hard. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's hard.
0: Well, do you miss that?
1: Not that much.
0: So it wasn't a big part of your life. It just, you know, you did it some.
1: Well, I go to school from Monday through Saturday. Wow. I only have one night off. So (laughs) we kind of don't do much. We only have a night off. All right. Just go to the club sometimes, or the, the club. Car.
0: How do you get there?
1: Subway.
2: Subway. Okay. Got in the subway. And when, and when you say when you say club, I mean obviously you know we have a a version of club mm-hmm. life nightlife here. Is it more for teens or is it just kind of open like we have here, all kind of ranges of adults?
1: It's supposed to be open, but if you know your way, you already know when you where you'll meet people more of your age and okay. not too old. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of made to be a little safe for kids. So, right. you know, there are some places you already know you won't meet
2: right. people. On that note, uh, is is there a, a lot of access to social media? Do y'all communicate a lot that way? Or is it just kind of more community?
1: Well, we do use like Instagram and stuff like that. But here, I think that's very big here. Is Snapchat. We barely use that. Okay. Like we don't... Nobody has that.
2: Right. I guess there's others like Facebook or just texting.
1: We just text a lot. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big thing. Right. And we use Instagram, but mostly that's it.
2: I want to go back to the drinking thing a little bit. My, had no, well, in a good way, my uh, sister went, uh, uh, did some study abroad and she went to Italy. They went to, they started in Florence and then they kind of went around. Uh, but her host family, uh, one of the first things they did, they, every meal, uh, they had they had wine. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it wasn't like a party every night. It was, they told her it's kind of because of the water content. They really don't want to be drinking the water unless it's filtered or bottled. And so, So they would uh, go to these stores. They had these big vats, she said, and they would just be filling up these jugs. Now they had special wine for special occasions. So is that common? Like at most meals, there's what what we some level of just daily drinkable wine?
1: Change it a little bit in different families but my grandpa when i was a kid he used to drink like one glass of wine every meal and when i was a kid i would ask him what's that and he would be like that's my medicine medicine yes but yeah some people especially like on the older side they're very like still connected to this wine thing your meals
2: right Right. Yeah. She found that pretty interesting because culturally that's not what we do with our children at tables here, but the kids all had their little portions and it was really kind of interesting. So they had medicine too, I suppose. (laughs) So, Well, I'm curious about uh, safety. You mentioned about how it was safe. The clubs that y'all
0: would go to, you'd know you'd feel safe. How do you feel as far as your safety is concerned comparing here to back home? Do you feel like it is safe here and now you're just you're not just in america and you're in texas yes and that's that's like a whole other country in itself but do you feel safe here in comparison to how you felt back home
1: well yesterday i showed up at school and my teacher called me and he was like are you feeling okay and i'm like i am why and he goes like did you hear about the shooting last night right Like, are you sure you still want to be here? (laughs) So yeah, it's kind of very different because we don't have guns. We barely have them. You have to have a lot of licenses to have a gun. So it's not as common.
0: Do the criminals have guns?
1: I mean, I've never ever heard of like shootings happening in my hometown or stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Our schools like we don't have to check in for our ids we have windows everywhere nobody really cares like that's a big difference like gun control is a big difference mm-hmm. i have yeah. to say but that doesn't make me feel unsafe okay all right and well, we have common
2: practices in the states. like we we lock our cars lock our doors you know we're we're very much behind locked doors in our safety is it Is it similar that that way in your country or is it just a little bit more open?
1: Well, we're not that open because, like, I live in a smaller town, but it's pretty close to Milan. So, you know, I don't trust it that much. Okay. It's like the big city mentality, but still, we kind of are a little bit more open, but not that much. Okay.
2: So there's still good safety considerations and things like that. Okay. So... Are you happy with your
0: decision to become a foreign exchange student? Are you glad you did it? So I am. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if if you were going to tell your sister any advice, what would you tell her about if she wanted to do this? If she came here, what would you tell her ahead of time?
1: Saying that it's like a really personal decision because like some people might love it, some people might hate that. So I live by my policy that's no regrets. So whenever I was thinking about coming here, I just decided to come. But for people like my sister, I feel like this would be her thing, but she wouldn't miss her friends too much and she couldn't do it. So I would probably tell her not to come because she's used to having certain things, certain like commodities, certain habits that she couldn't have here.
0: So do you miss do you do you miss it real bad like your your family and your friends and all that?
1: I do miss them, but it's like it's easier now because like at first you kind of miss them a lot because you're getting used to people here and you're like, "I have nobody here," and you miss them but now, like you're at that point where you have friends, so you kind of have somebody that supports you and you miss them, but not that much,
0: so it sounds like you're you're an adaptable person. Yes. I you, you have chosen to become uh, adaptable to whatever environment you place yourself in. That's very admirable. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say that your life holds in store great things because of that particular uh, decision and ability. That's a very much of an advantage over many others. So you said that you, you're you considering the medical field. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to land in your grown-up life? Where would you like to end up? If you if you could speculate, just guess, where would you like to be at? anywhere?
1: I'm still undecided because I have two different dream jobs. One is being a therapist, the other one is being a surgeon.
0: Ah, what kind of a therapist?
1: Just I haven't decided the specifics yet, like as for surgeon, I haven't decided my specialty yet. It's just my two dream jobs but I do want kids so that would be difficult like difficult to fit in with being a surgeon okay so that's why I'm still a little bit I don't know what to do
0: <laughs> so are there a lot of opportunities in in Milan and in Italy like there are here is the the marketplace for employment and the pursuit of
1: dream jobs and things like that? Can you do whatever you want there? It really depends on what job you want to have because some jobs are really more difficult to get and some others are
0: just really easy. So the jobs that you want, would they be difficult, medical jobs?
1: Probably not because people are getting kind of like a little lazy. So they feel like studying that much just for a job is not like not what they want to do. Mm. So there probably are more openings.
2: In in America, uh, it's not uncommon for people to recreate themselves. So let's say they did something up until 30 years old and they decided, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do something else. And I'm comparing that concept to you saying earlier that uh, in the school years, you said by the time you get to those five high school years, you kind of have to kind of pick, but are there here there's a lot of opportunities to do that are there those same opportunities in italy to say you know now i've been done this for 10 years i don't want to do this anymore i want to do something else i want to switch is that pretty doable over there or is it more difficult
1: well i think you could but you kind of have to have some kind of preparation or you okay. would have probably to go back to school because like you're supposed to know your stuff yes you change job.
2: right so. right so like if you chose to go to medical school, mm-hmm. there are plenty of opportunities there, or would you need to maybe study in other countries and bring some of that back or or maybe just stay here in the here in the States?
1: Well, medical school, I think that's probably one of the easiest <laughs> to find jobs because seriously nobody's doing that anymore.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. It's it's just a lot of people see those six years of med school and they're like, yeah, no. I'm just gonna go to work first. I'm just gonna do an easier job.
0: So they don't have the ambition to pursue that.
1: Well, that's kind of my generation, not only needing like that's kind of a You're
0: very astute in your observations right. because I, I don't I don't know too many people your
2: age that realize that. That's very good. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like you're implying most people are like, well, what's here, what's now? As opposed to, I'm willing to wait and have a little bit of a delayed gratification. That, yeah. That's that's good. That is very impressive. Yeah,
1: that's just a thing that my generation doesn't see anymore.
2: Right, right. Probably just as much here in your as well as Italy too, because I think a lot of our yeah. kids just they want a quick, they want a quick job, they want to just get into something rather than waiting. So oh, that's going to be good. That's good. that's exactly one of the questions I wanted to ask you was
0: how do you compare the mentality of People your age here versus there, like, are they the same?
1: The only difference, like the major difference is that everybody here wants to have their independence really quick. So they just get their car, they start working and they just want to be independent. Like while us at home, we just, we have this, basically this difference. Okay. Everybody here at 20 is probably living alone. They're about to get married, have kids and stuff like that. That's our years of university. So we're going to probably have children around like late 20s, early 30s. And in those years, we just study. We learn stuff like even on a moral level, yeah. travel. That's kind of a big thing for us. Like it's not that common to find people having kids and giving up on everything else at twenty.
0: So, so th- since you brought that up, here, um, there's been a almost a fad, uh, like a fashionable thing for uh, girls to get pregnant while they're late in high school and young, young like that. So, that doesn't happen very much back home.
1: I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that if people ha- are presented with the choice because of, like, our lifestyle, they just decide to focus on their studies, travel, learn about the world, and then settle down. Well, here, it's more of a thing to have kids really early than like drop them off at college and just go and live your life and do your experience later on.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned travel. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. And you- you've actually told me uh, under different circumstances <laughs> about some travel. You've traveled around Europe.
1: Well not that much. A just, um Italian people tend to not go outside of Italy. Oh <laughs> because we kind of have a lot of things there. So a lot of Italian people are gonna stay in Italy because it's cheaper and it's better.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, it
1: is. We do have a little bit of everything. So
0: a little bit of home pride there. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I like it.
1: And I've been everywhere in Italy. Then I've been to France, I've been to Greece, I've been to Turkey, and now here.
0: <laughs> so you went to all those places. Did your parents go with you? Yeah. To all those places?
1: Yes. Not everywhere around Italy. I did some trips only with my friends and some trips with some other organizations. But even when I'm with them, like they managed to give me a little independence in every place we go to.
0: You seem like you're very independent. You're you're an independent thinker. You think for yourself. You seem like you seem like a responsible person. That's good. That's going to carry you a long way. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Joe. No, I'm good. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> so, do you have a uh, romantic relationship back home? I used to. You used to.
1: Yes. Um, Not
0: to be too personal. If it's uncomfortable, you don't have to talk about. It.
1: I feel like. Well, I made a different choice. I have a best friend, and when she was presented with this dream of hers to come here and choose her relationship, she chose her relationship. So she did two months in Australia, and I feel like she's gonna regret it for a long time. So when I was presented a choice between choosing from my romantic relationship and coming here, I came here even knowing that my relationship would end, so. That's amazing, yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, you are mature beyond your years. I just
1: thought Uh, that my experience was more important than a person that I probably would have broken up with anyways.
0: I'm impressed. (laughs) Uh, I would love it if you could
2: train some of my daughters, please. (laughs) Uh, I'm very impressed. That is very impressive. And that happens a lot in, uh, and I don't have a lot of experience with other cultures, but it happens a lot here in the States is that people, uh, young people will give up tremendous opportunity scholarships all these Mm -hmm. things because my boyfriend girlfriend doesn't want me and I'm like no this is your chance of all this is your window don't give it up so obviously you saw the window and you're like no It, it, it and I know there's a lot of cliches with the relationships if it's gonna be it will probably be yeah but you will be able to come back to those opportunities with even more experiences
1: I do have to say that for like the first couple of months we did try to make it work and I have to say that I do have a friend right now who's in Canada and still has a girlfriend and it's really harder Mm -hmm. like I thought it was the right choice not to break up anything before coming here Mm -hmm. yeah just break up
2: just break up yes
1: it's just it's very complicated my friend right now he spends all of his time calling his girlfriend and he does not have time to have friends mm. so he's hating his experience he's completely alone mm-hmm. just to keep happy his girlfriend back at home
0: mm. so he doesn't get to live the experience of being where he is because he's yes. too busy maintaining that yes. long distance relationship
1: so i broke up with my boyfriend i feel like i'm more involved with my life here like, I'm hanging out more with friends from here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build a life. I'm not only like, I have to survive this number of days until I go back home.
0: How old are you again? <laughs> <laughs> because you you are an empowered woman. You're not yeah. just a girl. That's yeah. that's inspiring. I hope
2: that our awesome. audience really enjoys that message you just gave. Uh, well earlier you were kind of comparing you to your sisters so, and we're really really impressed with your ambition as far as your personal i'm going to do this and whatever is uh is that kind of coming from your family or your folks kind of that way like where, where do you think you got that from
1: i do have to say that my parents have always supported me in everything i ever chose to do Good. like seriously they were my biggest supporters even That's when cool. i decided to come here they were like we're going to be really sad without you, but we don't want to hold you back. Yeah. And it's not, I have to say, it's not a thing that everybody would do. Just send their child away for 10 months. Mm. True so, story. I, have to say that I appreciate that.
2: Right, right. No, I, I love it. I love their uh, their confidence in you and their love for you. That's that. That's really, and they could, I mean, they seem like respons- very responsible people. They could see, like, I think she can handle it. So we, we, yeah, we can back that up. You know, and, and and I hope your sister finds things that she can kind of do to kind of grow as well personally.
1: She's a little young now. Mm-hmm. I do have to say that when I was her age, I was more like her. Okay, it's just you know those couple of years. It depends on. It all depends on how you play those years.
2: Right, right. So she's she has a couple of years to. to to let's see what happens you know yes that's good so you're uh you're talking to uh, this we're going to do a little pretend here uh maybe you go back home after your time here is over and maybe you're asked to speak to maybe maybe uh, other kids your sister's age they say well give them some ideas as to the best way for them to look at first themselves and then their opportunity so they can maximize their experience, almost like you're teaching a class. What would you tell those other young people to say, if you're going to do this, this is the way I would look at it and this is the way I would approach it? I would. Either from what you did right or what you wish you could have done better.
1: I would probably tell them not to have any expectations because they're probably going to end up really badly because, like, I did not choose to come here specifically i just said that i wanted to come to the usa okay the only thing i was sure about was a trip to new york before coming here well that did not happen so whenever i was expecting that to happen it kind of left me a little bit up in the air when it didn't and i was like very confused so the less expectations you have the better it's gonna go just live it how it happens
2: okay so from a personal like looking in on yourself say so now that we're kind of open to go with whatever happens be sure that you're taking care of yourself in what way
1: well i just think that a lot of people while being here might lose themselves a little bit like their version the version of them back at home Mm. so i just feel like it's also important to keep relationships with people back home, like not calling them constantly, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, once a week, just showing up to your best friend and be like, this week, this, this, and that happened to me. How did your week go?
2: Okay. Now oh, that's good. So you you, you kind of almost like you're logging your experiences through those conversations. And And are you documenting any of these? Are you journaling? Are you... Are you diary or do you just kind of let that happen through these weekly talks?
1: I'm just kind of letting it happen with these weekly talks. Yeah. It's just easier.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think you've got an excellent memory. You remember most all of it. But a lot of people might, you know, might record this somehow. And uh, But these conversations are really good because it kind of keeps it fresh, it seems.
1: Yeah, a lot of people need open like YouTube channels and stuff like that to record themselves and their experience. I just feel like I've always had a great memory.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, evidently. Well, you're showing it off. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I do congratulate that. I, it sounds as though whether it would just kind of came natural or maybe somebody mentored you a little bit. You obviously picked up on this is what's going to make this a good experience. And uh, and who knows? And I say we're kind of in teaching mode. Right now we're in interview mode, but we do a lot of coaching and counseling, too. And usually it's trying to draw out of people uh, some of the that talent that's in there. And so I bet your sister's listening. So it's going to be good. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. You have a lot to offer. And if I could encourage you with
0: any little bit of encouragement, it would be to, to mentor your peers that way Mm -hmm. (laughs) to give what you like, the stuff that you talked about today, so far in the interview, you have displayed some philosophical truths that I don't know too many people your age have realized them. So if you were so inclined, I would definitely encourage you <laughs> to push that message out there to your peer groups. Uh, especially American kids. Right. right. <laughs> so I, I love that you keep connection with your home identity.
1: Yeah.
0: I love that. That's that's good. I think that's very healthy. Mm-hmm. So we're getting close to the end. And I want to thank you again. You've you've been an honor and privilege to have you on here with us today. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Uh, I would I would bet that Chuck has learned a lot as well. Definitely. And I've got a, a couple of questions to ask as we work towards the close. We'll, we'll, you know, you ended up in Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you wanted to go to New York, but that, you came to.
1: That was supposed to be a little trip before coming here, like an adapting thing.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay.
1: Oh no, I did not. You want wanted to, to visit.
0: <laughs> you wanted to visit New York, but you ended up in Texas. That would have been and you didn't much. choose Texas. Yeah, I know. But Texas wanted you anyway. And we're, we're glad you made it here. <laughs> and, you know, when you go abroad, when you go places and you're from here and you if, if, if I go to the Bahamas and someone asks me where I'm from, I don't say America, even though I am an American and proud of it. I tell them I'm a Texan. And that changes the dynamic. So when you go back home and people ask you how was your trip to America and you say well I went to Texas. <laughs> so my question is what will you take back with you? And I'm hoping that you take a little bit of our language. <laughs> Can you think of any words that we say that are not common? Well, y'all. Ah, love it.
2: That's written right there. else uses that.
1: I love it.
0: So will you take y'all with us with you when you go? Well, well, I, I hope, hope yes. that someday down the road, I hear that Miriam is saying y'all in Italy. Right. I hope that. Yes. So I appreciate that. And uh, is there anything that you would like to say to our audience or to us as we draw to a close about, about your life, about life in general, about anything,
1: anything at all? Any little nuggets of advice or experience? I would seriously just say, leave your life with no regrets. I love it. It helped me. It obviously, and I think it would help a lot of people if they started to actually live by that.
2: I don't. I don't disagree with you. What one little bit, <laughs> Chuck? Have you anything to add? Uh, not in the form of a question, but just thank you for being our guest today. You've, it's been really, uh, informative and impressive, and I think you're going to be great. And maybe, who knows, maybe we'll follow up in some time in the future. And if we get, even if you're not here, maybe we'll sophisticate and do this new tech <laughs> or something and just so our audience can follow up and just to, just to see where, where your life is going to be in the near future and beyond. So I congratulate you and I, and we do wish you very well. And thank you for coming to Texas. <laughs> Yeah, what an honored guest. Good deal. Well, Miriam, thank you again for joining us
0: today. And I'd like to thank the audience for allowing us to become a part of the pursuit of your purpose. Again, I'm Robbie. I'm Chuck. And this is? (laughs) Miriam. All right, that's it. Y'all have a
2: great day.